Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Al and Jerry are here with more sports news and other stories that they couldn't get to during the morning show. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, it's podcast time on a Monday. Jerry and Al with you yet again. What's up, Al Dukes? Oh, oh, hi, Jerry. Jerry, uh, earlier in the actual show, uh, there was a discussion where Boomer was asking us, um, you know, there was uh, some sort of assault on the subway. Yes. Shocker, where some man punched like a five-year-old kid in the face. Yes. I uh, said to hear that that was a real story. Yeah, real story. It was, uh, it was a mom and her kid, and the kid got punched in the face by some random troublemaker who we see his uh, picture in the paper um and then boomer said what would you have done if you were on the subway and i uh you know people think i'm cowardly because i was like that when things go on in the subway i feel like if that happened in the mall or someplace else for some reason the subway to me i'm out for all things going on on the subway land of the dark land of the dark there's nowhere to run nowhere to hide how security or the cops are going to come find you like in the mall I would think if I got into a scuffle with a guy who punched a kid. Paul Blart's near. Someone is going to break it up. Right. In a subway, forget it. That subway train might get stuck in a tunnel. You become a zoo monkey that everybody's watching. Yeah, I'm getting pummeled now. Like, I don't want no part of any of that stuff in the subway system. Well, based on that conversation. Yeah. And this bothered me, actually. A nice listener tweeted us a... SoundCloud of you with Ron and Fez. Yes. And now I'm bothered that a What Would Al Dukes Do existed back in the early 2000s as you were presented with the case of a drowning child yes. in the river and you said you would call 911 and throw them a rope or a vine, but you would not jump in to save them. Correct. So now I feel like we ripped off a Ron and Fez bit. I thought I created that. 
Um, I'm very bothered. No, that by was this. Just, that was a uh, a Ron and Fez topic one day. They were I they know were, a but kid was this, was drowned it's the or same something. Thing though, yes. I thought I created that on the fly when oh. I co-hosted in the fall, and I thought it was something that had. I'm not going to lie. I thought for a short time I might be the temporary fill-in, thinking maybe January 19 we would have a new show in place. I did not know what direction we were going. I'm like, this will be fun for the next year. Yes. And as it turned out, that was short-lived, and that idea was not stolen. Right. But clearly it was something from the past, and that bothered the hell out of me today. Well, I I think in that Ron and Fez uh, situation, there was a a New York story or some sort of story about a, a... a drowning baby, and they were asking if I would jump in and save a baby going down a river. Right, and you said, and I said, no. well, n- you have two people that need help. Right, if I jump in to try to save this baby, now I'm going to need you know help. What kind as of well. credit you would have gotten in the papers, though? Yes. So I said I would call nine one well one or throw a rope or a vine for a babe for this baby, and uh, people did not take kindly to Let that. Let me ask you this: Yes, you like credit? Yes, sir. I like getting credit for things that I do. I think I know the answer, but I'm going to say it anyway. Would you have preferred being a almost hero mm-hmm. be, if you perished in your save attempt? Right. But you'd be on the back page of the, or the front page of the papers as would-be hero gave his life for this drowning child. Right. A selfless act trying to help another human being. Or would you have rather lived in shame as someone took a photo as an adult male stands by and watches. Wow, that's tough. I know it's tough. That's a tough it's one. It's not even a joke. No. Because you could absolutely see those two scenarios. Like I would live a life of regret of not having saved the, the baby. You'd be the guy in the photo that stood by and watched. Wow. As you tried to call 911 or that would be for a, a vine in Manhattan. What vine would, are you going to find? You Tarzan? That would be a tough one. That's hard, man. That's very hard. <laughs> Here's your life I think the easiest uh, of dying. Thing, yes. I think the easiest thing to do in that situation is pick up the phone and make it look like you're talking to somebody. And right. Just turn around and walk around like you're oblivious. Nine one one. Otherwise, you're screwed. There's a drowning baby. Come help. Wow, that sounded convincing. All right. <laughs> Tom, uh, you didn't answer the question, by the way. Yeah, I guess I would. In that case, if I had, uh, if hindsight being twenty twenty and all, I would then jump in and <laughs> save the baby. Otherwise, you live a life of, I go to dinner, everyone's like, there's that guy who wouldn't save the drowning yeah. baby. Yeah. <laughs> I'd have to move. I couldn't even move because in the day and age of the internet, I would be everywhere. Well, that guy's coming here. Put the house up for sale. Every newscast, 10-10 wins on the, on the hour, every hour. Now, be like f- traffic weather and this guy wouldn't save a drowning baby. <laughs> in here fairness, he is. you'd be all over the place. I would get to do interviews. I'd be like, look. <laughs> Please understand. I'd be on twenty twenty. Oh, yeah, not good though. Twenty tw- tonight on twenty twenty. Would you save a drowning baby? This bald man didn't. <laughs> now he's the scour of the community. Yeah, this piece of crap. <laughs> yeah, John Keones. What would you do? I would save a drowning baby. This guy didn't. This it's tremendous. Yeah. Uh, Then, uh, what was the other thing I wrote? Oh, how about this situation? So a guy had called me last week on the phones, just wanted, he called on the regular uh, Boomer and Geo phone lines. Right. He said, I don't want to go on the air. I just need some advice, and I think you're the guy to give it to me. He said, uh, my windshield was cracked. I called the Safe Light Repair, Safe Light Replace guys to come. They were going to come to the office and replace my windshield. Do I tip that guy? Yes. That's what I said. I said, yes. I go, that guy is 
saving you the trip to the place. He's coming to you. He's going to fix your windshield. That's pretty amazing. I said, I would give him at least 10 bucks, maybe 20 bucks. I give him $20. Guy said, okay, I'm going to do it. Calls me back this morning. He says, the guy came out last week to his place. He tipped the guy first. He gave the guy $10 well, that's the first when the guy showed up because he was going to go into a meeting and didn't want to miss not tipping the guy. Tipped the guy $10. He goes into this meeting. That's when the heavy snow started. Uh, the guy couldn't do the job. Uh, left a note with his work that said, hey, we couldn't do the job. We'll have to come back Thursday. Sure. A different guy comes back Thursday to do the repair. He already tipped this other guy $10. That's why you never tip before the job's done. That's mm-hmm. his own fault. You give this next guy $10 when the job's done. Now you tip 20 bucks. You're fine. See, I told him he should call Safely. No, you don't call anybody say, for $10, I, you cheap bastard. You don't do that. It's I, $10. I pre-tipped the guy. My God. Or tell the new worker, I tipped your friend. No. Go get the 10 he from him. He still came out. And again, the mistake is his, not the worker's. You don't tip prior to the job being done. But... If you tip prior, he'll perhaps take better care of your vehicle. Not that they they do a terrific job. I've used them many times. I disagree. I think they get lazier as opposed to working for the job. And I'm not saying safe life people. I'm saying anybody. In general, you think people work harder to get the tip after. So it's very interesting you bring this up because we hired a landscaper just to cut grass. Nothing more. Not a big deal. Come once a week, cut the grass, done. And my wife said, do you want to just pay him for the summer? I said, no, because if you pay them now for the whole summer, well, you know what? When there's rain and all of a sudden they got to get to places to cut, guess who's going on the bottom of the list? Because they don't have to collect from us. They'll get to us when they get to us. Right. How about this? We pay them by the week. They do the job. They get paid. They don't. They don't get paid. And I think it's it's a whole motivation thing. That's true. Like if I paid you <laughs> January 1st for the year. Oh, no, I'd by be By August, you'd be like out. I got paid. I got this, this money already. Right, as opposed to keeping you hungry. Can't can't give the tip prior to. Would you tip a waitress before you even ordered your meal? No. Why? It's you don't even know not, what the service is yet. Yeah, it's nuts. Here's the time. The only sometimes I will tip uh, if I'm uh, handing my car over to someone to park it. Sometimes I'll give a tip yes, there I and agree. then a tip because you feel like. Absolutely. This guy's got to put my car, be a little careful with my car. We went to uh, MJ's in Matawan a few weeks ago, and the place was packed. And so it was a uh, valet-only type of deal. Valet-only? Well, because the only other lot that was available was across the street. It was freezing out. I'm like, we'll do valet. Really? Gave the guy $5 to park. When he gave him a car back, another $5. Really? So I knew the car was taken $10 care of. to park. What were you going to give him, a dollar? $2 and $2. $2? Yes. For a valet to get oh. your car and move it, two bucks, two bucks. Two dollars? hundred percent. No. That's a great tip. Five dollars and five dollars. Then I also mentioned, Jerry, that I went to the Garden State Film Festival in Asbury Park. You did. And I saw a, a documentary about oyster nice farmers. clams, yes. It was actually called Oyster Farmers. And it was, here's the interesting thing. God, that sounds awful. This is, it was actually very good. I'm sure it was That's how good the, the filmmakers were. They made that interesting. The thing I never realized about oysters and clams, when they first start growing, it takes three years before it's on your table. The amount of work that goes in to providing oysters, which are not even a tasty meal. Uh, who eats oysters? 
Exactly. Don't you just like pop them down your throat? They're terrible texture. They smell. No taste. They smell disgusting. There's a whole industry in this area of oyster farmers, and it's been, it was bad for a while, and now they're bringing it back with farming these oysters. How do you think that goes? You meet a nice gal. What do you do? I'm going to college. I want to be a nurse. What do you do? I'm an oyster farmer. All right, I got to go. <laughs> there, there was a girl there who's now becoming an oyster farmer. She's in her 20s. Really? Because it's been in her family, and the father had three daughters, no sons. All so oyster farmers. She's keeping the oyster farming up. Well, that's neat. But it made me think, you know that show, uh, Dangerous Catch? No, I don't. Or uh, it's that show on, like, Discovery where they go. Uh, oh, the um, yeah, I know what you're talking about. World's yeah. most Deadliest de- Catch. Deadliest Catch. Yes. I like when that When you show. see that, you see the amount of work that goes into them catching oh, a crab. Oh, Yeah. The amount of work that goes into these guys, uh, men and women, uh, uh, farming oysters. To think, like, the thing I took out of both of those shows is if you order king crab legs or oysters, you better eat all of them <laughs> and not throw them out because yeah. a lot of work goes into You're paying for it, though. Why is it any different than when you order a steak? No, you're right. And I think right. of that, too, with, with, with um, all sorts of food now because I've seen so many documentaries about how they make steak and chicken. The amount of work and suffering and pain that goes into it, you think, yes. you cannot waste this. I know. I agree. If you cook it, you eat it. I agree. We had a huge conversation this weekend about being vegan. Really? Because who, who there's was a involved? good friend of ours uh, is a vegan. Uh, she became a vegan, I would say, nine months ago, oh, ten right. months ago. Now, vegan has since the only thing that's changed. I, I can't call her a vegan; she's a vegetarian. Because the one thing she found after about three months, it was it's just too restrictive. So she just added eggs back into her diet. So aside from that, I mean, I, you, you can't. So I call her a vegetarian. That's close to being vegan, but eats eggs. All right. That's about the and didn't want to, but it was really the only thing she figured she could enter into the diet to help out a little bit. It's I mean it's hard, man. It's really really difficult. There's just not enough choice. And I know people tweet us these vegan diets. I'm sorry, there's not enough there that I like. Yes. And so there's only so many salads I can eat. Um, but you're right. It's, but even that though, I mean, these farmers work their asses off to grow these crops. There's nothing easy about that either. Yeah. A little different when you're slaughtering animals as opposed to growing lettuce but you get my point and oysters and and oysters yes exactly so, so i could i would love again i would love to try it for one week just one week being vegan if i could yeah if i could come up with you're talking let's say four meals a day i'm not going to say six or anything like that uh, let's say four meals a day for seven days could i come up with 28 meals that i would like i don't know i don't know hmm. i really don't know if i could like you can eat Fruits and vegetables, right? They're all good. What about like oatmeal? Is that part of a vegan diet? Yeah, oatmeal. Right, so I eat oatmeal every morning. That's easy. I do that almost now anyway. Oatmeal, banana, done. Okay, so fine. So that cuts out seven out of the 28 handled because I can switch up the fruit every day. Yogurt's out, right? Can't yeah. Yogurt. Out. Because that's out. Um, you have powdered peanut butter that you mix. I which believe I do that's like. fine. So if you had. Breakfast, done. So let me ask you this. Can you have, like, the Ezekiel bread, yeah. whole wheat bread? That's part of a... Yeah. All right. So, you have Cheerios. I guess you could do it for a week, but, man, it's hard. Gets, it gets tough. It does, because what do you do for dinner? Tofu. No, I'm not eating tofu. I tried it once. I, it's not for me. I can't do it. Soy meat. I don't want soy meat either. Oh. 
Give well, me a good. You're I mean, not aside, giving me. So I guess salad is dinner. Beans. Salad and beans. Yeah. Every night. Every night. Oh, good lord! Salad and beans. I could do that three nights. You I could can't be do a that seven. Pescatarian, you uh, eat have fish. fish. Yeah. I could do that. That's not terrible. But why do we not care about the fish, but we care about Great the other question. animals? Well, some a lot of the vegans do care about the fish. Right. It's these so that, vegetarians that need something, so they feel like you'll even agree. get some that go, well, I eat chicken. Eh. <laughs> well, well, no, I don't. I, that's the whole point. I don't yeah. want that either. I'd Nothing like to stay with away. eyes. Do shrimp have eyes? Uh, they do. Oh, if it breathes damn. and have uh, has eyes and a butt, they actually have used that as a thing. If, if it's got an ass. If it has an anus, that... It is an animal. <laughs> and fish have an anus. Yeah, well, that's where the animal. string comes out of. Yeah. Right, they poop the string. They poop the string. <laughs> Here's an interesting food uh, story I found as well, Jerry. There ah. is a uh, there's a Kickstarter campaign, a company, that is thought that when you put ketchup or other sauces on a product, the sandwich, it gets sloppy. You you put a lot of ketchup on your burger, you bite into it, it oozes out the side, it gets on your hands. Some people like that a lot, but I get it. Some people think it's sloppy. So this don't tell com- me ketchup powder. Don't start. Nope. Okay. Sliced ketchup. So we're hardening ketchup now? Yeah, where it looks like uh, like American cheese. It looks like that, Any except good? it's red and it's ketchup. Some people love it. Some people don't. Some people Does don't. Does Heinz make it? Heinz does not. Does Hunts make it? No, it's I'm this, out then. It's this company called, it called Catsup, uh, the slice of sauce. I'm out. But I guess like when you watch, um, uh, what the heck is that show? Uh, Shark Tank. They would say like, oh, you could should talk to Heinz or Hunts. Yeah, if it's Heinz, not Heinz or Hunts, I'm out. So if Heinz was doing this, you'd be like, I'd try I would it. try it because you would. know they're connoisseurs of ketchup. Yes, this, I also think it'll taste something like their ketchup. This slice of sauce, you're not that interested in. Not really. This company wants to do it for everything. Barbecue sauce. No. Anything that would ooze out of your sandwich. How are we hardening it? Like, what are we solidifying it with? Uh, That's a good question, Jerry. Let me see if this uh, article has it. Yeah, I don't have that. How about this week? Sliced ketchup. Speaking of, like, sugar and ketchup and all that? Yes. So this week I had, a, I would say, a relatively good week of eating. Here are a couple. Here are the couple of snafus that I had. Okay, mm-hmm. a snafu. On I went to my son's birthday party Friday, having consumed only seven hundred calories, knowing I was going to have a slice or two of pizza at his party. I wound up having three. Now they weren't real pizza place slices, but they were close. Yes. So I had three slices of pizza. Big time snafu. Shouldn't do that. But is I that kn- bad pizza? It's not great. It's all it's saturated fat and cheese. It's not it great. Is. Yes. And I haven't really had cheese in the last three weeks. I've been on the stupid diet for three weeks. That was a bad, no question. Saturday, I mean, great day. Couldn't have been better. Wonderful morning to night. All good. Aside from my two Coors Lights. Okay, okay. Fair enough. I don't think that kills you, but I had two beers Saturday night, late Saturday night. And there was one day I had two Tate's cookies. Not two packages, two Tate's cookies. That was that's how I screwed up my week. Two cookies and three slices of pizza. Beyond that, and the all beers. Good. I did my weigh in Saturday. I've been doing it every Saturday morning. I lost four tenths of a pound. How is that possible? That that's all that I lost. I don't know. You have a weird thing with uh, your weight. I've had no coffee creamer. It's been literally like a just a, a smidgen of low fat milk, just so it's not black. I don't love the black coffee. I need something in it. Like, dude, I'm drinking seventy to eighty to ninety ounces of water every day. 
four tenths of a pound. Maybe you've plateaued. Why bother? Yeah, that's well, that's what some people say. I mean, for Why Christ's bother? sake, the doctor still tell me I got eighteen more pounds to go. Oh my God, oh. I can't lose a pound, and I've eaten great. What about this? Become a vegetarian? I'm trying. I told you I'd like to try it. I can't. Hmm. But even with you know what though, even with the way I'm eating, there's nothing in it that's crazy. All right, right. I got chicken skewers. I'm eating those now. Chicken skewers. Okay, what's but that? I chicken mean, on a stick? And that's not part of the vegan diet. I know. No, they that very chicken. frustrating though. And then I look at you. You look like you're wasting away to Margaritaville. No, I've gained some weight actually. Yeah, you probably muscle from all the push-ups you're doing. Ooh, that's a good way to look at it. God damn. Push-ups, Jerry. I'm what on to you, push-ups. What, now, did you max out yet? I didn't. I thought I, you were going to do it Sunday. I was, no, I, did, I didn't do it. Today? I don't know. I think I'm just going to stick to try, just to doing 250 push-ups. A day. A day. All right. Not throughout the day. I'm going to go and go do them. Like know, within the hour? 30 at a time. Okay. Take a minute break, then the next group, minute break, that sort of thing. That would be, if you could do 250 push-ups with only one minute breaks in between sets of 30, that yeah. would be very impressive. Well, I can't do, you could do sets of 30 early on, then you got to drop it down, then oh. drop it down. Got it. Still, though, if you got yeah. to 250 within one hour, I think that's impressive. This is how I've broken it down for for later today, Jerry. This is what I, the note I made for myself. That comes to 33, 33, 27, 27, 23, twice, 17, twice, 15, twice, 10, twice. You know, what's funny about that is those last two sets of 10 are going to be a bitch. Yeah. It's like, ah, in your head, 10. One. That's why your first few sets, you got to just bang them out. You got to add them out. All right, Jerry. I want to say hello to George, by the way. Another big podcast listener. I met Saturday night at a comedy show. You met him at a comedy show. Well, I saw him there and he told me that he listens to every podcast. I'm impressed oh. you remember people's names. That's pretty good. Yes, I agree. I wrote that down. Good job. I didn't want to forget. No, I, I, know, I know him a little bit, so it was all good. All right, George. Good job by you. All right, dude. All right, warm up next. Good morning, campers. It's the warm-up show with Alan Jerry. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products, the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. Use it on your roof already. All right, very good Monday morning to you. This portion is sponsored by Firestone Complete Auto Care. Firestone keeping cars running newer, longer, whatever you drive, drive. A Firestone, Al Dukes, what's up? Oh, hi, Jerry. Uh, I'm looking at my show sheet, which I prepare every morning. There is a plethora, Jerry, that means a lot, of uh, local sports talk topics. Yes. There's the Giants have some things, the Jets the Mets, the Yankees, and the NCAA tournament. It's a good busy week. It's a good busy week. Now, on the back of all the papers and leading all of the local headlines is this John Mara stuff, which to me doesn't seem like anything new that he hasn't said in the past, right? Um, I suppose. The idea that he was open to anything, though, well, is he, interesting. He said he's uh, sick of answering uh, or having to comment on Odell Beckham uh, off the field issues. I feel like he's said that each time Odell Beckham Probably. has done something dumb. I don't think I've ever heard him be quoted as saying, I don't like that he puts himself in bad situations. All right, that's fair. <laughs> that's a new thing. Uh, then he said uh, he's not shopping Odell, but everybody's available. Well, he didn't say it that way. He said nobody's untouchable. Nobody's untouchable. Then... People started trying to look at other things when John Mara talked. Like, oh, is this is he going to give clues to who the Giants will be drafting, Jerry? He said, oh, he likes the uh, way that the Packers did it with Brett Favre and uh, Aaron Rodgers sitting behind him. Mm-hmm. So then people were like, oh, he's going to take a quarterback. Then he said, oh, maybe we need a run. We need help a running back too. Like the way the Cowboys did it. That's right. Maybe we take a running back. 
So he gave no clues there. And yet headlines everywhere. Headlines everywhere. I thought the biggest headline from everything was Christopher Johnson and not about Indomitian Sue or anything that, but the whole Robbie Anderson thing. I mean, he's like, I think we can offer him support. He, you know, he said, my patience is an infinite, but, you know, or in finite, whatever you, however you say the word. But, you know, like to me, they're not cutting Robbie Anderson. Or that dude who drove the wrong way in right. the Lincoln Tunnel. And listening to him, interesting. He speaks in a lot of um, superlatives, I guess. This Chris Johnson yes. does? Yes, and there's not a lot of audio from what I heard. It's in, But reading the quotes, boy, everything's tremendous. Everything's great. Okay, we'll Every, see. Everybody's getting a fresh start with the Jets. I guess so. No, if you've had a run-in with he, police, if you've driven the wrong way in the tunnels. He called it, let me see if you agree with this. He called it a, quote, great time to be a Jets oh. fan. Oh, great time to be a Jets fan. Would you fan. agree with that? I would not agree no, with I that. I would not either. <laughs> then the other thing he did with this Indomitian Sue thing. So yeah. everything I was reading over the weekend, it was like the Jets have offered the most money to Indomitian Sue. I read yesterday morning that he's likely to sign with the Jets. Likely to sign. Yeah. Then the Jets have pulled their offer. Right. Now, when we were doing our show prep driving in today, you thought that was... Um, that did not look good for Mike McCag. No, basically, Mike, come, let's come over here. Let me take your testicles away from you. I mean, because he went out, he put the offer out there, trying to make the deal. He's in charge. And then Christopher Johnson's like, you know, we're not spending this money on him. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, how about you give him the guidelines before you meet with, with uh, agents? Or what they should have done is given him an unrealistic, um, like once once the, they made the offer to Sue and then Chris Johnson didn't like it, he should have said to Mikey Mag, what did you do that for? Now right. we we look bad. I want to pull this offer. Instead of pull the offer, say, Ndamukong Sue has nine minutes to accept this offer. <laughs> I like that idea. Then that way you don't you look like we're putting our demands on the players. You either want to play for us yeah. or you don't. Don't use us as some sort of, uh, uh, what do you call it, Jerry? Like a your pawn. Co- a pawn to go somewhere else like what Kirk Cousins did to them. Could Sue Sue? Susu. Like, did he come into New York for a visit? Could Sue Sue? Because there was never any expectation of being signed. Right. And yet he spent all this money to travel to New York, assuming he hmm. was here. I'm not even sure if he was or not. This could have been something over the phone. But if he was here, I want my money back for the flight in the hotel. I'd love it just for the headline. Sue Sue. <laughs> That's right. Sue Sue Studio. Then I could do a song. It'd be well, a- he wouldn't be playing here. Oh. Did you already right. have a song written had he signed this weekend? Well, actually, uh, someone on Twitter reminded me. I had uh, already done one to uh, Dion's Run Around Sue. I For Indomitian Sue? Yeah, Keep Away from Indomitian oh, Sue. Oh, well, this would be Sue Sue Studio. It would be I, even better. I might do Sue Sue Studio. Hmm. Then I love this from uh, NFL Draft Stories. Uh, Michigan quarterback, John O'Corn. Jimmy Cracks from... <laughs> Who you'd never heard of before the story. John O'Corn, yes. Michigan quarterback. No chance. He says he's the most NFL-ready quarterback in the draft. This is the seventh guy that's the most NFL-ready and the best prospect now. But this guy, his stats, he's a, first of all, he's not a starter, right? In the games he's played, he's thrown two touchdowns to six interceptions. But he says, oh, I'm in all those uh, meetings and um, game prep things. He's with, ready uh, to be a backup. Yeah. He <laughs> says he's the most qualified guy to know all of the terminology in the NFL. Well, that could be. Doesn't mean he's the most qualified to play, though. Will the Giants take him, Jerry? I doubt it. 
I don't think he's the four-year plan they're looking for. Not John O'Corn. Probably not. Hmm. No, I don't. He might be Mister Irrelevant at the end of the day. John O'Corn should have been like, you know, Tom Brady played here, so I could be the next Tom Brady, and he could be John O'Corn Brady. I get the sense that's not the case. All right, and then from the NCAA tournament, Jerry, which I was locked in on. Before you do that, just one more on the NFL. Oh yes, catch any of Bill Belichick with the reporters yesterday. Um, I feel like I did see something with Bill Belichick. Oh, he, talking about like Josh McDaniels. Yeah, well, that was not. I mean, that was nothing. that was boring. More so the Malcolm Butler stuff. So he talks about wrapping up the season and how they went and they made sure they retained Josh McDaniels and they spoke and blah. So he he's essentially going back to the days right after the Super Bowl, to which after he finishes, you know, he talks about now going forward, all good. They ask him, listen, it's been a few months or it's been a month, whatever. Fans really want to know what happened with Malcolm Butler. And he's just like, you know, I'm not going backwards. <laughs> but you just went backwards. Like, can you tell us anything? Can't do that. He okay. does not want to answer that question. He Jerry. will not answer the question. And he, he's no interest in it. And the reporter, you can almost hear him laugh like, come on, just give us something. Nothing. Give Absolutely us one little thing. Nothing. No, exactly. And then he says he uh, talked to Josh McDaniels after the Super Bowl. Right. To really get him the. Exactly. They had no discussion leading up to it because they were so locked in on the game, which makes sense. Stay here with us. Yes. All right. What about the NCAA? NCAA. I love this because, first of all, with Loyola Chicago getting in, it's more Sister Jean oh, stuff. Big time. I mean, she's everywhere, of course. Uh, boomers uh, wrapping sports minutes on Sister Jean. It was funny because yes, when, when I went in there, uh, Eddie goes, how many of these sports minutes are going to be about Sister Jean today? First one, Sister Jean. Uh, there's you a guy. predictable? Yeah. There's a guy <laughs> on Michigan, Michigan guard Charles Matthews. He says, I have no idea who Sister Jean is. I believe that. Is, which is awesome. That. Yeah. You know, I, I love Having it. been on trips now with teams like this, and they listen to their music, and they are just locked in. I, that does not shock me that guys are not or even care about what other teams are doing. So it's not stunning. Yeah, but like, they'll know about him soon or like, know about her soon. The reporters went, oh, so you're playing against Sister Jean's team. He said, I, uh, no disrespect, I have no idea who that is. <laughs> and if he does, I respect the answer. He did give the no disrespect, though, which was That's nice. That's cool, absolutely. That was thoughtful. I did like a line. I don't know if she was quoted as saying this or if this was a joke. I did find it funny. Eddie, no snarky comments. Just yeah, come it's on, a funny Eddie. line, that's all. Someone had asked her what she gave up for Lent, and she said losing. <laughs> That's pretty good. Losing. Hold on, Eddie's grabbing his headset. He can't well, help himself. Well, that just reminds Shut me. Shut up, Eddie. All right, we're going to take a break. It's five fifty-two. Boomer and Geo coming up next. No one asked you. <laughs> this portion sponsored by Firestone Complete Auto Care. Back in a moment on the fan. It's the dynamic duo of Alan Jerry on the warm-up show. Brought to you by Newcastle Building Products and the only streak-free roof from Scotch Garden 3M. The superheroes of building products. Our welcome back. This portion is brought to you by Orkin, Villanova, and Kansas advancing into the Final Four at the NCAA Tournament. We'll have all the spring baseball as we are gearing up. It is opening week. Nets lost to the Cavs. The Knicks did win in Washington. This portion is sponsored by Orkin. Termites aren't funny. $5 billion of damage a year won't have you busting a gut. Visit Orkin.com today to save 50 15% on termite control. Orkin pest control down to a science. Couple minutes, Al. Jerry, uh, Florida State head coach Leonard Hamilton. Yeah, we'll play this coming up today. He was not a popular person on uh, social media this week. He shouldn't have been. He acted like a jackass. He was kind of douchey to uh, Dana Jacobson post game. Well, uh, she caught up with him post game. 
Good for Dana, though, because uh, she, her, her name was everywhere. And it should have been. And she didn't ask a bad question, and he just, he really acted like, he waved the white flag, and he, that's all he needed to say. That was all he needed to say. And she instead was, he acted like an idiot. She was asking him about not fouling yeah. uh, late in the game. He felt the game was already uh, lost and out of hand and was just uh, gave her uh, dirty looks as well, Jerry, yeah. visually. He, was, he came across as one of those coaches that did not want to be questioned for his decision and was not going to be questioned by the person as, as asking the question. Those are always awkward, too, because in order for both of them to be in the shot, they have to kind of get almost nose to nose for the interview. Yes, correct. It's so awkward because he's just looking at her weird and she doesn't want to break eye contact and continuing the questioning. You know what I don't understand about that, too? And I know you were a huge beat reporter down in oh, Tampa. big time, You did Jerry. a lot of one-on-ones that made the local news. I mostly would just put my microphone where people were talking already. <laughs> Got it. What, what's so awkward about those, like, I'm sure they met with the coaches before the games. I'm sure they were very friendly. Like, you expect almost a respect back from the coach that you kind of know. And for him to take that, I don't know. But we do catch these guys right at the end of games where they've lost and it's very emotional. Then don't do it. But they have to do it. You don't have to do it. You can walk off the court and take a fine. They make plenty of money. If you're you're really going to be an a-hole about it, don't do it. Hmm. Take the fine, you're saying. Take the fine. All right. Leonard Hamilton, I guarantee you, makes a million dollars a year. Oh, really? I would certainly think so. And if not, pretty darn close. You get fined ten grand, you'll be fine. A million bucks to coach Florida State? I would think so, yeah. If not, close to it. I'll look that up. Hmm. Why don't you Google that? What do you think he makes? To coach Florida State? $75,000? <laughs> I mean, what, what are you, out of your mind? One twenty. Just Google it. One twenty. I don't think so. I just see, I, I didn't no know coaches chance. for, like, that's not a, is that a, uh, it's Florida like State. A, like a football school, though. Yeah, but they've had some good runs in basketball. What's the football coach make? Listen to Boomer and Geo, morning 6 to 10. Before we get started, I just want to say on behalf of every single Met fan out there, this is the Rico Bronya Podcast. On behalf of all of the people that were at Chase Stadium on that October night, on behalf of every Met fan that's watched this man pitch, let me just tell Adam Wainwright, can you go f*** yourself? <laughs> wow. Well, you weren't kidding. You were. You came in hot. Subscribe and listen to the Rico Bronya podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast.